Welcome to episode 10, Get Blitz Podcast. We are in double digits, baby. It is actually St. Patrick's Day, so we have a little bit of this going on. Come on, you gotta, this is your roots, Corey. Come on, you gotta sing with me, you ready? In a Bunbridge town in the county, he downed one morning last July on a board. Come on, you know this song. It's the star of the county down. She looks so sweet in her two bare feet to the sheen of her nuts brown hair. Such a coaxing elf, sure I shook myself for to see I was really there. Come on, we're going to the chorus. On to Jerry Quay, on to Galway to Dublin town. Well, if you haven't guessed, it is St. Patty's Day when we're recording this. So if you're Irish and um, we are actually celebrating the Irish today, we are drinking a little bit of a Guinness. It's close enough to Guinness. We could we could say it's Guinness. I would never drink Guinness. Mm. Not had that in a while. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. That was quite an introduction. Thank you for that. Of, of, you're, of course. I'm, I'm, sure I'm very, very happy about that. Me and my other Irish brethren really appreciate it. Sung that in Irish culture class in college and bringing it back today. So in that note, as I said, we're, we're drinking a little bit of Guinness. You know, there's a bunch of facts about that. But I have some f- fun facts and facts about St. Patty's Day. See if you know about this stuff. Wait for this. So, you know, I don't know how great it's going to be, but do you know who St. Patrick actually was? Enlighten me, please. St. Patrick was a Christian missionary, bishop, and a a patron saint of Ireland. He was born in Britain to a wealthy family. Near the end, he became a devout Christian, and he had the dream of converting the Irish uh, in England to Christianity. God spoke to him, told him to leave, and long story short— that he became the ever-loving saint of St. Patty's Day. Now, every day, I mean, every year, we drink for, for about for about two weeks. We drink to his honor. Everyone dresses in green, wears green uh, beads, and drinks shitty green beer. But why green clothes? Do you know why, why there's green clothes? No, absolutely not. Why? Well, basically, it's because it's the shift of green happening because of Ireland's nickname, the Emerald Isle. The green of the Irish flag, the shamrock or the clover, green ribbons, all that kind of stuff. It was during the 17th century, the rebellion. It was a sign of symbolism and hope in Ireland. So that's essentially where that comes from with the shamrocks and everything like that. But do you know why so much beer? Because the Irish love to drink. It has to be it. It's no surprise that beer or alcohol is is what they love to drink there. It's their symbolism of coming from their depression. And what does this say here? The ethanol in these drinks disrupts connections between the brain's visual and motor areas. And that helped them get through hard times in a study shown years ago. So everybody go out, have a couple green beers, wear your green clothing, and have a great St. Patrick's Day. Absolutely. So what's on your mind today, Corey? What are we doing? What are we going to talk about? What's coming up on episode number 10? Finally, episode 10, we get into the double digits. We have a lot going on. Baseball, spring training. Will Farrell played in, 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 not in five games, played all nine positions. He played positions all positions. And was third base coach. We have... Huge Eagles trades. Cliff Lee, will he ever pitch again? Pete Rose filing for reinstatement with baseball. Does the new commissioner give him a shot? This is all coming up on episode 10. But first, beer is back. Beer is back for good. What do you got? I said we were drinking uh, Guinness, but that was just a ploy for St. Patrick's Day. Everybody loves St. Patrick's Day. Everybody loves their Guinness beers. Actually, today I'm drinking Sly Fox Phoenix Pale Ale. It's a ball and can like your cans on fire. It's a 
It's, oh, yeah, it's actually a phoenix on fire. There you go. Wait a minute. But Sly Fox, that's cute. Sly Fox is one of probably it's one of my favorite Philly area beers. It's based out of Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Okay. A little bit outside Philadelphia. We bet. It was founded in 1995. But yeah, this is one of their their more popular beers, the Phoenix Pale Ale. It's available throughout the year. It's not one of these seasonal beers, and it, it's actually very good. It's, it's, to me, Sly Fox is one of the best beers you can get at Citizens Bank Park when you go to a Phillies game. I just stick to the good old crown in my bud. So that's it for some of the beer. We gave you some Irish talk there. But as I said, but you know, we didn't come on last week because I said we're, we might not be weekly, might be bi-weekly, all depending on what news there are and how the hell we feel. But there was so much information happening, we kind of wanted to wait to see when everything became official, there was a lot of rumors with everything, mainly especially with the Eagles. But we're going to obviously leave that to the end, so you have to listen to this stuff. So the uh, so we'll go to some Philly – well, we'll go to baseball news first. And I know you're not a big fan of Will Ferrell, but it was a really, really cool thing if, you, if no one has heard of this. Um, Will Ferrell basically went to spring training the other day, played in five different games – 10 teams, 9 positions, 10 positions. He was an umpire for one, uh, or uh, third base coach for one. And he did this in uh, in regards to charity for standing up to cancer, raised over a million dollars. But do you know the significance of playing all the positions? Do you know why he did this? Bert Campanaris did it uh, sometime in his career. He's not, the, he's not the only person to do it, but it was like the 50th. First official. It was like the 50th anniversary or 45th anniversary or something of it. And that's know. what it became significant. Is... And that's why it was significant. And this was all done in the uh, Cactus League, so yep. Arizona, Arizona games. They kind of shifted game times around so he could take a helicopter from one game. It was fun. It was he, crazy. He would, play, he, would, he would play one position on one team and then suit up in the other team's clothes and, yep. or uniform and, and – uh, and play in that game, and then take a helicopter to the next, and just he even got a couple at bats. He struck out. He looked pretty terrible swinging, but uh, he tried. He, he well, mean, he struck what, out twice actually. I mean, what are you gonna do when you take a this is 95, 95 mile an hour fastball? Right he now had a foul. He had a foul tip or two though. Okay, I know you don't like Will Fowler, but do you like that this happened though in spring, especially what it stood for? Can you respect it at least? I mean, at first I thought it was kind of more about his his upcoming movie. He has that movie coming out with a. Uh, Oh, I have nothing Hart. to do with Get Hard. I know it didn't have anything to do with there Get Hard. There was not Hard. even a mention of there it. There was never a mention of it. I mean, this was planned before. I mean, I know the movie was obviously it probably in the making, wasn't, but, but, uh, but no one's going to see that movie anyway. But to be honest with you, like spring training is pretty much meaningless, right? It like, is. No, like, there, there's absolutely no. There, there's nothing going on. In I mean, you've had Billy Crystal play for the Yankees at times, These and all games, you know, all this kind of stuff every once in a while. I mean, baseball players they play 160 games a year anyway. Like to make them play 30 more games, like. You saw the guys in the dugout. They were laughing, smiling when he's standing on third it was a good base. Good time. Standing on third base as the base coach. Holding well, signs. Holding signs up, <laughs> like, like when he's playing center field and does the crow hop to throw the ball into the infield. Like He looked like, good. That though. was pretty hey, good. He, looked, he, yeah. he took Mike Trout out of the game when he went with Anaheim. He act, There was a ball hit to him literally like the next play. And he fielded it well, kept the runner to a single. Uh, he got tested in Arizona like three or four times. But he looked good. I mean, the dude is 48 years old. He was in the outfield, and it, he got some stuff his way. So, I don't know. The whole cool thing about this is obviously they raised a million dollars for cancer, uh, cancer uh, research and everything. Always a good thing to raise money totally for Totally awesome. Cancer. Absolutely. But it's it's extremely tough to get a base reference page. But out of light of all this and this unique uh, situation, this unique thing, Will Fowler now has his own Baseball reference page that literally is just from the day where he played everything. Is that true? It That's is something true. I haven't seen. 
What did the transaction say? Does it say he's traded to certain teams? It does. He, okay. He... So the first one, he was signed by the Oakland Athletics as an undrafted amateur free agent in which he was talking to uh, some of the managers and the coaches and, and the media saying this is in hopes of him trying to lose a movie career. He wanted to see if he could play baseball. Obviously, joking aside. So he played for Oakland. Then he was traded to the Seattle Mariners to be named uh, for a uh, comedic am- actor to be named later. I forgot how to speak there. He then joined Los Angeles of Anaheim in an unknown transaction, so no one knows. He was then traded to the Cubs for a washing machine. Uh, <laughs> I didn't read. Real? I didn't this read this real? stuff. This is a real baseball reference page. Uh, he was then traded to the Arizona Diamondbacks for a churro dog. Oh uh, yes, the churro dog and a D bat dog. He oh, claimed wow. he was then released and claimed off waivers by the Cincinnati Reds. And uh, Norm McDonald was released in his uh, in his presence. <laughs> he was then granted unconditional release by the Cincinnati Reds, in which he took a helicopter signed by the White Sox as a free agent midair. I'm guessing he was then traded after striking out to the San Francisco Giants for unknown compensation. Uh, compensation then traded to the Dodgers for unknown compensation. Traded to the Padres, which he ended his night uh, and day for the unknown compensation. So it was a really cool thing. Um, you know, so once again, he played for Oakland, Seattle, the Angels, the Cubs, Arizona, Cincinnati, White Sox, Giants, uh, Dodgers, and San Diego Padres in primetime TV. That baseball reference page is fantastic. All of those it transactions is. listed like that, I had no idea. Like, they wouldn't <laughs> do read, anything like that. Like, really read that. Like, this isn't Wikipedia. This isn't something that, like, well, they people, have his stat. Like, they have can, his. It's not something stats. that just regular people like you and I can edit. This is, like, you know, baseball mm-hmm. reference run by, you know, Sean Foreman and all the guys at baseball it's reference. It's hysterical. You should see his number on all the teams. They have all those teams and <laughs> a retired number. I mean, he was 19, and the only team he was uh, 20 was with the Padres. So there you go. That is some real stuff. Check it out. It's really fun. It's really interesting. So I, I'm really glad that it. That it turned out to be such a success it was really I mean, it got picked up by the media i mean i was really honestly i was really kind of like oh man why is will ferrell doing this because i'm not the biggest will ferrell fan yeah but uh it was you know it was i say it was a success by baseball it was no absolutely especially if you're in the social media you should be using that any way you should but let me ask you 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 know once again we don't always have to talk about sports you gotta have some movie like about about will ferrell would you like come on there's gotta be something um pick something uh, you're a Ricky Bobby guy, the, Talladega Nights absolutely guy? Absolutely not. No, no. Uh, the only Will Ferrell movie that I actually like is Anchorman. Probably Anchorman 1. And it's not, even, Will Ferrell's, not even Will Ferrell's part in it. Like, Paul Rudd is amazing in it. and You go and for the background like, actors. Like, Steve Carell. They're all, they're all really good in that. I mean, Elf is actually very good, too. Elf is probably one of his most popular movies among every everyone. But other than that, I mean, I I don't I don't know, uh, but we we were kind of talking. I like I like Anchorman Stranger Two, Anchorman Two, kind of was in that. But um, I mean, you can go back all the way to uh, old school. That's probably one of his most known for. Um, a lot of people love old school. I'm not a big old school. A lot of the guys, guy. obviously. Um, I really really liked his role in Stranger Than Fiction. I know you said you haven't seen it, but it it was a it was a really good movie. It was more have a more of a serious part, not just you know kind of stupid funny like Zoolander. Even though I hated Zoolander, I hated Zoolander too. Everybody pumped it up how amazing of a movie it was. It was, it was terrible. It was, oh, now but Zoolander two, Zoolander coming out. two is coming out. But I, unfortunately, I, just, I feel like I feel he's like, got two. I feel like uh, Will Ferrell just plays the same character in every movie, and I, I don't I don't enjoy. Yeah, but so guys. does every comedic actor. Yeah, and that's I mean, and Adam like, Sandler, a Jack Black plays the same. Jack person Black there. does not know, play the same character. Oh, in every come on, movie. tell me, tell me something. Shallow Hal, same is, stupid, is, is different same stupid than Saving funny. Silverman. 
No, it's not. It's the same character. It's someone acting stupid. Come on. Two totally different movies. I do prefer that over Saving Silverman, but I'm not a big Jack Black fan. I would watch Shadow Hal and Saving Silverman before I watched Wolf Rowe movies. Mm -hmm. That's your qualms with Shadow Hal is phenomenal. Hal's an okay movie. Are you a big Joe Dirt fan? You like uh, Joe Dirt, Joe Dirtay? If Joe Dirt's on TV, I, I'll watch it for like twenty minutes. I'll watch it for four seconds. I'll watch it for twenty minutes. I'm not. I don't like David Spade. Neither but, am I. But, no, but he's not he's, relevant anymore. He's anyway, very so. good in Joe Dirt. It's probably his best movie. Joe, because this is like only movie. <laughs> it's probably his, his best work. Who the hell played Corky Romano? You remember that movie? That was uh. What the hell's his name? Dude from Night at Roxbury. Hold on, I'm, gonna, I'm obviously gonna have to look it up if you can't remember it. Romano. Oh, I'm so depressed. That would be Chris Kattan. Oh my god, I haven't heard his name in forever. I don't know. I don't know why that. He's still around. All these former SNL guys now we're talking about. Got to be still around. So on his IMD page, what's his latest thing? They don't even have. They have him as producing as like one of his latest things. Well, interesting. Whatever. Moving on. Uh, We were on topic of baseball. Uh, actually, it'd be interesting to see what you got, what Will Ferrell movie you guys like, as uh, guys and girls like as well. Let us know on Twitter at uh, GetBlitzPCast, right? Is that the name? At BlitzPCast. There you go. At BlitzPCast uh, on Twitter. Let us know or shout us out at EricRossi25 and at Corey Zero Smith. Boom. Let us know. Phillies news. It's not looking that well. Cliff Lee is going to be placed on the 60-day DL now instead of trying to pitch through it because as of March 10th, he's out in uh, well now for at least 60 days in regards to starting the season with a torn flexor tendon in his left forearm. Essentially the same thing that put him out uh, last year. Um, you know, you go back to... 2011, he went 17-8. 2012, he didn't have a great year, but they also weren't uh, producing for him. 2013, he had a really good year under ERA, 14-8. and And then last year, he was bitten by the injury bug a lot. And unfortunately, it's the same thing. So, is this the end of his career? I mean, this he's an old dude now, and he's the, they've already tried rehabbing him twice. I think I think this is the end for Cliff Lee as a what is he, 36, 37? Yes. If he gets surgery, he'll be back. He'll be 37, 38. I mean, even the Phillies had a press conference yesterday with Ruben Amaro and uh, Cliff Lee, and they, they, they released a statement. Let me, Eric, let me read you part of the statement, and we'll, read we'll, it. we'll sound. Let me know if you think it sounds like a guy whose career is pretty much over. Go for it. Cliff has now attempted to twice rehabilitate this injury without having surgery. While surgery has now been recommended, it would effectively put an end to his 2015 season as the rehabilitation from the surgery would would run through the end of the season. As a result, the Phillies and Cliff have mutually decided to try once again to rehabilitate the injury non-operatively with the hope that Cliff, Cliff might be able to return to pitch during the 2015 season. Yeah, what a Cliff will immediately be shut down from throwing. That does not sound good at all. No, and what, what would you expect, though? Like, listen again, it's an old dude. His elbow's fallen off. Essentially, almost what happened to Roy Holiday. We pitched him till his arm died, and essentially it's the same thing with Cliff Lee. They once were great trades and traded aways and traded backs. Terrible and now, contracts. Terrible, well, welcome to the Phillies, to Ruben Amaro's era. Um, and it is, it, is, it is sad to see a guy of his, I mean, how great he was during his career um, really just kind of end, like, once again, kind of the same way, like, um, oh, I didn't know his middle name was Pfeiffer. 
Yeah, Clifton Pfeiffer Lee. Clifton Pfeiffer Lee. It sounds like a badass action movie. So that's the big news in regards to um, but Cliff Lee. But I think I I do. I do agree. I think his career is actually over. They, they were only going to try and pitch. He was going to essentially just try and pitch through it. But what's going to happen? So I mean, this, what's, what's going to happen? This news broke uh, last Sunday, not this past Sunday, but the week before. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, Cliff Lee's feeling it in his elbow again. They're going to shut him down. And then yesterday they have the press conference where they say they're going to place him on the 60-day DL and try and go from there. Like, what happens next? Like, after 60 days, I mean, he starts throwing again. He still feels it. Like, what? he's just going to... It's going to be the They're same. just going to put it off for the entire no. season. And, it's going to be and, the same holiday thing. They're going to bring him in. He'll give up nine runs to the Pirates, and he'll be gone. And I don't that'll think, be it. I don't think he ever pitches again. I don't think he'll pitch I think either. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think he's cooked. I think that's it. Uh, and essentially – There's really no reason for him to even come back at no. this point. Like, Keep your dignity. The team's terrible. He If he's feeling it in his elbow, and, and it's the third now the third time that he's had this injury. They're going to try and rehab for And they're saying, time. hey, let's uh, let's get surgery, and he doesn't want to get it. Like yeah. I, I just feel like he's hanging on to just – he doesn't want to hang it up, but he doesn't want to – like he doesn't want to leave the team, but he gets, he's, he's not going to pitch again. But he gets paid quite mightily to sit there aside Ruben. Oh, and, yeah. I don't, so don't – I don't feel that I bad, don't feel for, bad him. for the guy. <laughs> so, don't, so don't go that far. But I do kind of feel good for it, even though I don't think he's that great. David Buchanan is now going to essentially step up into that into that rotation now because he's going to have to fill in. Now we're excited about David Buchanan. What? I'm not. I'm saying that's that's what's happening next. That's the thing. But the big thing is, and we, we're going to still kind of talk about Hamels, but in baseball news, once again, on these elbow injuries, all these kind of stuff, the Texas ace stud strikeout pitcher you darvish has now had successful tommy john surgery that was official today as of recording this on march 17th so what st patrick's day on st patrick's day yes absolutely that would be today so effectively does this open up the gateway for teams like texas now to go after cole hamels is he more desirable? But do the Phillies now without Lee kind of lose a little bit of value with Hamels because they were both essentially going to be two pieces of trade bait for people that wanted an ace. Now with Cliff Lee gone, can teams kind of get fleeced a little more? I don't think Cliff Lee was ever really trade bait. I mean, after missing much of the season last year and teams not having any idea what to expect from him and then you know, throwing did, – did he throw – he didn't throw a game, did he? Did he throw in a, in a spring training game? I don't think he – Cliff Lee, he threw it. Who, Cliff Lee? Yeah. Cliff Lee threw uh, one game. He pitched two innings and gave up two hits. Like, I mean, he threw in one spring training game. He faced seven batters. So, like, it's not like you could really make any kind of judgment through spring training what you would get from Cliff Lee. Oh, yeah, of course. So, I didn't think any team was ever really considering trading for Cliff Lee. The Hamels thing, though, is interesting because you got a bunch of guys now getting Tommy John. And this is just going to keep happening, like, through, through. the entire season, really, guys are just going to get Tommy John and and Hamels become more. Well, look more. at the look at the Mets now too. The they, Mets just the other year had Matt Harvey obviously go out. He had his surgery. Now Wheeler's and out. now Zach Wheeler, another young stud, not as at the level of Harvey, but still another hard you know hard thrower. And this is actually the second pitcher the 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 Mets are losing this year. They lost a reliever, but this is as you're right. This is a thing that's very very important. It's and it's how these pitchers are delivering it. Obviously, throwing overhand 
is not the natural motion. If it's softball, it's technically your natural motion in regards to throwing it. That's why you're putting so much stress. But it's how these pitchers are throwing the ball, kill, literally hurting their careers. The inverted W. That's what that's what they call it. W? Inverted W where their arm is, is – their elbow leads their their shoulder. I honestly feel like – like this Tommy John stuff. Like it's not. It's not like a huge explosion of all these guys getting Sh- getting. Should players just get it now? I, it's not like this huge huge explosion of guys needing Tommy John surgery now. It's just that back in the day, guys would and they would pitch. No, they would pitch through it, but then give up runs, and they wouldn't be the same pitcher. And then they would, they would call it a career. Like careers were shorter because because I mean, there's one guy. It's an outlier, of course, Nolan Ryan, who just threw inning after inning after inning. But like that's just one guy. Like. There's a lot of pitchers back in you know the 60s and 70s who felt it in their elbow and decided to call it a career. Well, if that's the case, should guys just get the damn surgery then? I mean, that's the thing that, that I've actually just preemptively. About. Just hey, you're 20. Here's Tommy John surgery. Have some fun hey, because that's the issue. you. Here's Tommy John. Well, you'll be ready in three years. Well, isn't that the issue? What happened with the Astros? Um, with the guy that essentially that they didn't sign this year? They drafted year? Brady Aiken. Brady Aiken. He, he had like a small UCL. Yeah. And uh, they thought that he probably would have to get Tommy John eventually. But they didn't sign him because they offered him a lot less money. Uh, yeah, of course. But, well, of course. Willingly so. You're, I mean, it's damaged goods. You kind of have to consider it, I guess. I don't know. It really should be dependent on the guy, right? Like... Like, if a pitcher's like, hey, I just want to get this out of the way because I'm probably going to have to get it eventually, then get it. But, I mean, ideally, you don't ever want to get surgery, right? Like, that's yeah. that's pretty much why guys don't – that's why a guy like Cliff Lee puts it off three times and is like, I don't want to go under a knife, I don't want to go under a knife. But yeah. It's they, not fun, I'll tell you. I mean, I, I get it. It's not fun. But at this point, you're, you're going to see Dr. Andrews. You'll be fine, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so, if you're a professional. Have you ever had surgery or anything? Or are you the lucky few? Knock on wood. Uh, this is Ikea wood. Wisdom, wisdom teeth getting that pulled in surgery. I, mean, I was knocked out for it, but uh, but that's no. That's You're knocked that's out for it. dentistry work. That's not true. <laughs> was the, that was the only time I've, I've had, ever been knocked out. I've had was, shoulder surgery. Well, give me a frying pan. We'll make it a number two. I mean, knocked out intentionally. Okay. Well, do it purposely now. So that's really what's kind of happening with a lot of baseball right now. But before we really turn to football, a lot of what we're going to talk about with the Eagles and everything, and we're going to have some disagreements on things. Pete Rose is back in the news. He officially now submitted an appeal to be in, uh, to be submitted to the hall of fame ballot, to be voted upon to the new commissioner. So Corey, are you a big Pete Rose guy? Do you think Pete Rose should be given his due date? for all he has done for baseball as a player. Go. Player. So he's, since 1989, he was, he's been uh, banned from baseball for life. Yes. I feel like at this time, it's okay to bring Pete back. Dun, 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 change of heart. I feel like it's okay to bring Pete back. He served his time. We're a forgiving country. He I'm a, served decades. I'm a forgiving person. 
Should be. He's the he has the most hits in the he history of baseball. Bet on baseball. He was as a, a manager, manager of a baseball team. And he bet team. on his team. That's what he says he did. You don't know what he did. He, of course he could have been like, Oh yeah, I bet on my team. He probably bet against the Reds and, and threw games when he was when he was deep. You can't in the throw hole. games as a manager. You can. You could be like, Let me bring in let me bring in this scrub pitcher to give up some runs. But he was a very successful manager when sure, he was he in was. So yeah. it's not but no no, but this is like going back to the whole shoeless Joe Jackson type thing. Yeah, she was Joe Jackson with the with the Black Sox and everything like that. He took money, but he also had one of the best batting averages in regards to World Series and stuff like they that. Threw a base, they threw a series. They threw a World Series. Most of the team did, but he didn't. So I think it's something similar. It's that negative stigmatism. Yes, he gambled, but you don't enter as a manager. You Every, enter it, as a player. My only argument here is... What is Joe Torre in the Hall of Fame My for? only argument here is that is that Pete Rose... Everything he said has, has like been a lie. Like he first says, "I never bet on baseball. I well, never did this. The, I never did that." And welcome to the, I welcome never, to regular I never, I, okay. social content. Okay, okay. I bet on baseball, but I never bet on my team. Like, give me a break, okay? He probably bet on his team. He was probably deep in a hole. He probably needed some cash. Oh, he said he happen. bet on his team. No, he bet against his team. That's what I. No, mean. he said he always bet on his team. Of course, to win. he always said that. He always said he yeah, never just, bet on baseball. But no, but then he when he admitted to it, that was that. Okay, so when's he going to admit? Hey, I bet. So against when my did team. he when did he do this as a manager? Right. Yes. This is two separate. This is two separate things, right? That's Hold on. What is Joe Torre in the Hall of Fame for? Player? Being a manager. You're going in as a manager. So Pete Rose is not a manager. He should go in as a player. He should be banned from ever being in there as a manager. That's all I'm saying. You have he's one of the best hitting baseball as the per, as a per, he's yes he's probably the best hitter of all time. He is the best hitter of all time. He has the most hits. He played 24 seasons. 300 hitter. He has 4,256 hits. Barry Bonds is the best hitter of all time. We've no, already, he's not. We've already agreed with no. that. I mean, what? You agree with yourself on that. We've already we've already stated Barry Bonds is the best hitter of all You've time. You stated that. Yeah, because he is. The guy had a had a 660 on base percentage in, in, in the early 2000s. Like... Absolutely ridiculous. Good, and he me, won't. Pete and he Rose, won't get voted. All right, put him in the Hall of Fame. Whatever, but then you have then you have to start putting these steroid guys in. It's not like they're not on the ballot. They're getting thirty percent of the vote. Nobody's going. Well, that's another thing. Will Pete Rose get into the Hall of Fame? Like, like he that still is a has good to thing. get put on the ballot. He'll, he'll you know, if like, it's not through. like it's not like he's like, oh hey yeah, Manfred's like. I think people, Pete Rose I think is back in baseball. Do you think he'll be a first round ballot or a second round if he gets I, onto it? I don't know if he gets on it. I don't know if he gets voted in. You don't think he'll? So do you think he'll? So do you, how can how can guys vote for a guy, a guy like Pete Rose and not vote for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens? Two totally different people. Two totally different it's people. The, it, the, what Pete Rose did is just as bad as what the the players that took steroids did. But they were players. They weren't managers. It's the same thing. It's not. You get you're labeled as going in as one thing. You're not in there as both. All of Pete Rose's stuff is already in the Hall of Fame anyway. His bats, his gloves, hats, and that's the ridiculous part. In the Hall of Fame. That's the ridiculous part. It's not like you go to the Hall of Fame and you don't see anything of Pete Rose. That's the ridiculous part. He just doesn't have a plaque. That's all. So, Which okay, he deserves a plaque, but so do guys like Bonds, Clemens, Bernie Williams. So Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. He just submitted his appeal for reinstatement, and we'll see. Uh, how that goes. We'll update you on the process of that. It's probably one of the biggest uh, baseball things coming out because that's a really, really old story that is just spanning over the decades, and we're going into that. That really kind of sums up a lot of the main spring news, you know, just injuries here and there and everything like that. But it has been the time of the Philadelphia Duck. 
Philadelphia Ducks. Oh, my God. Philadelphia Eagles. Sorry, I kept saying Ducks. Chip Kelly has gone crazy. I said last week Chip Kelly's garbage, or the last episode that Chip Kelly is garbage. Now, he has made moves that I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And he's also made moves where I'm like, okay, well, he did upgrade, but he is still out of his freaking ducking mind. Well, Sean McCoy, as we we did, we allude to that on the last one. Was Wait, that official a, last one? It was. You have a problem. You have a problem with what Chip Kelly has done. He he traded one of the best running backs in, in football for. That's the only amendment I have to that. So he goes a better from, running back. Well, he got the best running back in the in the league and a stud a stud uh, linebacker who you hate. Who he has eighty seven and then ACL you trade, you trade Nick Foles. He's who, from Oregon, by the way. You trade Nick Foles, who you and, pretty much know what he and is. you got nothing for for him. And you get back uh, Sam, Sam Bradford. Bradford who, what a bomb! Who has a pretty high ceiling. His you don't ceiling think he has a high ceiling. Walked away when he's had a bunch of. He is not that good. He's ever played on. Though. But it doesn't matter when you're How not a good not quarterback. You're not a good quarterback. Played on. It, it's just, it, he's got a great running game now. He's got good receivers. We'll see what the offensive line turns into because they've gotten rid of Hermans and and Evan Mathis. So I mean that's that's kind of a question mark. But that was his biggest issue in in St. Louis was he had zero offensive line and he would get crushed all the time. My issue was. Since the start of – since like 2010, mind you, yes, he's had injuries. But he's also – he's just has not been a good quarterback. And his he's, offense hold on, bad. Listen, his listen. offense was terrible. doesn't mean you're still a horrible quarterback. But and the thing is – coaches too. He is the third worst in quarterback percentage. Uh, Chad Henney is 36.9. Mark Sanchez, 40.4, who is now our freaking starter essentially. Back up. Well, we'll see. It all depends on what happens. And then Sam Bradford, uh, Sam Bradford follows with a 40.7. He has one of the worst uh, completion percentages and quarterback ratings in the past five years. Welcome to Philadelphia. The well, only thing welcome I, to Philadelphia, where you have an offense full full of the best running back in the league. Now and you actually do. the running game is very good. Like their running game is terrific. It, right? I agree. No, I like with, I they agree. Signed, they signed Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews is a piece of crap. But we'll put that aside. You they, still okay. have Sproles. So they signed Demarco Murray. They signed. Ryan I'm Matthews. fine with the running they have game. Demarco Murray, and then I they am, still have Chris Polk. Chris Polk's a bum. I am still fine with the the running back. The they running the best game, running game in the league, right? Like I do. Yes, like I, I think best so. Running back, and then with Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles, I know you hate Ryan Matthews for whatever reason because he's not good. He's not good. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna run like. He'll have he'll get four hundred carries this year. No, he'll get three hundred carries this year. Ryan Matthews, like you have. You mean yeah. Demarco Murray? Two fi- no, Ryan Matthews. Two hundred. I'm not going to split that much. I mean, Demarco Murray's going to have two hundred. If Ryan Matthews gets two hundred, we're going to suck. And Murray four hundred. That's six hundred attempts right there. It doesn't matter here. Your, your numbers are way is. off then, because Sproles has then got to get his licks in. Sproles doesn't carry the football. Yes, you know, he you did. know Sproles doesn't carry the football. He's all about catching the ball in the backfield. But that's where he got and most. And now of his you have the best, year. the best running back in the league. You don't need Sproles to carry the football. Then you don't need anyone else really in that regards. I, the only thing I'm comfortable with is the running game. There's no, there's no freaking quarterback. I don't trust either of these guys. Sam Bradford's shoulder and his knee are gonna fall apart once he gets hit again. You have Jordan Matthews, who's your number one receiver, mind you. Oh, Macklin is off the team. Now, because he's uh, with the Chiefs, he rents his 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 father and he read eleven million dollars. Totally overpaid him. little baby. Go take that money. Have fun with it. You're gonna suck. 
Um, but there is no receiving court. You have no quarterback. There is no receiving court. They've Math- Jordan Matthews, who Jordan Matthews, who who might be a, a complete stud. We don't know yet because he hasn't Co- been Ry- in another one. Cooper. Riley Cooper is a joke Huff, too. Josh Huff. Huff is a complete joke, but he's an Oregon guy, so he'll, another Oregon maybe guy. he'll and start. You, you know they're going to sign someone, and they're gonna, definitely going to draft someone, right? They well, have to sign so. someone. You hope so. I want them to sign Dwayne Bow. Like if they got Dwayne Bow, that Dwayne Bow's not that good. Dwayne Bow's not that good. He's in a terrible, but offense. he's fast. But he has right. Alex, Smith, Alex Smith is Alex a Smith very, very accurate quarterback and safe. Alex Smith is a good quarterback. I feel like Alex Smith and Sam Bradford are almost on the same level. Let's let's take a look. Let's take a gander. Go ahead. And also, your, I mean, give me your Andy bourbon. Reed. Andy Reed was his, was his co- like his offensive. Well, mind you, he side. doesn't run the ball. I know, and they have a terrible quarterback in Alex Smith. He's not that terrible. He's not good. He's not terrible. Alex Smith is not a good quarterback. He doesn't throw many interceptions. His small hands. I don't care he if he had throw touchdowns either. He can't throw the ball downfield. Yes, he can. No, he can't. His last two two years, he had twenty three touchdowns last year. That's almost nothing. a quarter. In this league, that's nothing. Yes, it is. No, twenty three <laughs> touchdowns in a passing league. Wow, you're you're passionate. What did Nick Foles have? Like twenty seven. All right, and the year before he had thirty something. Okay. You're proving my point. How? You're saying that he's a decent quarterback. Who? Then. Foles? Yes. yes. Foles is a decent quarterback. Thank you. I've never said he wasn't. But you then know what you you're want... doing with him. But then why do you want someone that's Sam Bradford? Because he has a higher ceiling. Sam but... Bradford, listen to all his touchdowns. You want to say he's great? Higher ceiling. He's he hit the goddamn no ceiling. He's been in the hospital his ceiling. entire career. He's matter. had no offense. 18 touchdowns, 6 touchdowns, 21. 14. All of those have been injury plague seasons with no offense and crappy. So what the freak is his ceiling? Crappy coaches. What's his ceiling? It's it's all right. Let me get in a system where I can hand you'd the be, ball off. You'd most be of the crouching time. in his house with the high his Here's, ceiling. This is this is the, almost seven foot. This is the system. Let me hand the ball off to Demarco Murray. Let me hand off the ball. Hand the ball off to Ryan Matthews. Let me throw to Jordan. Jordan Matthews. There's your, there's your Why offense. the hell is he all of a sudden a mobile quarterback? He's not. He's he's. Then what the he's hell was Foles? He's better than Foles, okay? How? Like, like, there is no proof of that. I will that. take Sam Bradford all over That's a Nick joke. Foles. No way. Well, you know what you're getting with Foles. You're getting 20 You're getting a great quarterback. You're getting a great dec- quarterback. Okay, you're getting a decent Stop to a great quarterback. Great quarterback. <laughs> no. He only he only started because Mike Vick got hurt. That's, that's how Aaron Rodgers started. Yeah, and that's how Tom Brady started. Are you comparing Nick Foles to Tom Brady and Aaron Aaron Rodgers? That's no. how I'm saying people get Aaron their Rogers starts. Did not start that way. By the way, do the Eagles win more than nine or ten games this season? I know you're 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 a seven and nine guy. That's what you you told me off the. I've air. almost been eight. I'm, I'm seven thinking, games. I'm thinking eight and eight now. When we pulled up the schedule the other day. And I looked at it. I realized how crappy the Eagles' schedule is. The but division's terrible. That's, that's a you good can, thing. You can only play who's on your schedule. Which... And I think there's. I think they're going to split the, the entire division one, 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 one. I think they, there's at least four wins there in the division. Okay, it's one off of what I'm saying. I mean, it, it is, <laughs> but it's, it's a big game. Like that's. I don't know. I a I just of one team at least. I said at least four wins, maybe five. So thank you guys for listening to episode 10 of Get Blitzed. We had our uh, Irish car bombs tonight Woo-hoo! with our Guinness beers and whatever else you put in Irish car bombs. It doesn't matter, but we are a wee bit green today. Cheers to you, Corey. I sound like a pirate. It was more pirate than Irish. We get a little bit of cheers. We take our drinks. A little bit of Dubliners. Whiskey in the jar. Tonight's beer was Sly Fox. 
Phoenix Pale Al. We covered the Phillies. We covered the Eagles. We covered Pete Rose. It's St. Patrick's Day. Rivers run green. See you guys next week. Episode number 10, Get Blitz. Follow us. Have some fun. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud if you want to follow us constantly. Happy St. Patty's Day. Rate and review us on iTunes.